the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The fire of your coming, the glory of your presence, will shake the earth and every heart will know. You are Messiah, Yeshua HaMashiach, Lion of Judah, the God of Israel. Shalom and welcome to Heart of Messiah radio broadcast. My name is Steve Weiler and I'm the lead rabbi of Shoresh David Messianic Synagogues. Currently we're serving in Wesley Chapel, St. Pete, South Bay near Riverview and Tampa. We welcome all visitors as we desire to see those who are Jewish and not Jewish worshiping together in unity. We're honored to serve the listening audience of AM 570 WTBN and 910 WTWD, Tampa Bay's Faith Talk. Shalom. Last week we talked about Messianic Judaism's first century history, and we spoke about Shoresh David, its vision and its mission. Let's continue this week with a greater understanding about Messianic Judaism. But first, let's pray. Avinu Malkeinu, our Father, our King, we love you and praise you and honor you. And Lord, we're thankful that you've called us to be one of yours. We are thankful, Father, that you love us and that you direct us and guide us. We thank you, Lord, for who you are and what you have done to absolve us, atone for our sins. We thank you, Lord, for the promise of eternal life. We thank you, Lord, for everything and give you all the praise, honor, and glory in the name of Yeshua. Amen. So two weeks ago, we finished talking about God's fall appointed times, which, as I summarized it, I explained how these fall feasts are a template for our daily walk with the Lord by using nine words that all begin with R and corresponding scriptures. If you want a copy of that four-page devotional, call Karen at 813-831-5673, and she'll email it to you. Okay, this is a great time for one of our rabbis to come visit your church and speak on various topics, including how God's appointed times are important for Christians or how to share the good news with Jewish people. Email me and we'll set it up. Email me at rabbi at heartofmessiah.org or again, call Karen at 813-831-831. Five six seven three. Don't forget, we love visitors. You can check us out on our congregational website at Shoresh, S-H-O-R-E-S-H, david.org, or come and bring your Jewish friends. And also watch us on Facebook Live uh, Friday night at 
our Saturday morning or even Tuesday evening when we have our uh, prayer time. So just check with us. We'd love to have you join us in any way. So we mainly talked about what is Messianic Judaism last week and looked at the following scriptures, Jeremiah 31.30, Isaiah 7.14, Isaiah 9, 5, and 6, Psalm 2.11 and 12, Psalm 22.15 through 19, Zechariah 9.9, and Isaiah 53, especially verses 4 to 6. So that there a lot of scriptures. And when you talk about Messianic Judaism, I really believe there are going to be a lot of scriptures. So uh, get ready for another week, and maybe you want to write these down, at least the address, so that you can study this and follow it up. Today we're going to answer the question, uh, or continue, really, um, how did Messianic Judaism get started? How did it begin? As we discussed, unfortunately, as more Gentiles came into the Christian faith in the beginning of the first century and the second century, over the years they lost sight of the Jewishness of their faith. They even became hostile and in some cases anti-Semitic. So the only way first century Messianic Judaism would be restored in the 20th century is God. (laughs) I mean, it's that simple. Many times people don't understand the scriptural prophecies until after it has been fulfilled. Often we don't see God's plan until after it is unfolded. But, you know, there are prophecies concerning Messianic Judaism, I believe, and so I'd like to bring this out to you today and and have you study it and, and just think about it. So an example of this type of prophecy, which leads us to the answer, how did Messianic Judaism begin in the 20th century? We must look at Romans 11.25. So if you read that with me, it says this, For I do not want you, brothers and sisters, to be ignorant of this mystery. So right off, God is telling you, or Paul, in a sense, he's telling you there's a mystery. So you're going to have to Look into this a little bit. It's not going to be obvious. And then it says after that, lest you be wise in your own eyes. So in other words, don't be arrogant. Don't think you know it all. Let's kind of figure this out. And then it says a partial hardening has come upon Israel until the fullness of the Gentiles has come in. So two things. One is we know that the, the, the fact that Jewish people weren't coming to believe in Yeshua was a partial hardening. Many people who were Jewish did, but many people didn't. And that the hardening would be lifted when the fullness of the Gentiles has come in. Well, what does that mean? Well, we have to go to Luke twenty-one twenty-four for that answer. They will fall by the edge of the sword, meaning the Jewish people, and be led away captive into all the nations. Jerusalem will be trampled by the Gentiles until the time of the Gentiles are fulfilled. So, obviously, that's it. When the Gentiles are no longer in charge of Jerusalem— that will be the time that the blinders will be lifted. 
So in order for God to accomplish this prophecy, first, he would have to make sure that many Jewish people did not accept Yeshua, and many did, right? Then he would have to make sure that at some point, the Jews would have to be scattered throughout not only a little area, but throughout the entire world, all the nations, it says, and keep them aware even though that they've gone to Africa or wherever, they still had to be Jewish and keep their Jewishness while in a foreign land, which is called, by the way, diaspora, where Jews were not in their homeland. And make sure that the Jews would not be in charge of Jerusalem during that time. And they also, God would have to make sure that Jews somehow came back to Israel and then took control of Jerusalem. And at that time, make the Jews begin to see Yeshua as their Messiah and Lord. In other words, start taking the blinders off the Jewish people's eyes. That means there is a lot of things in this prophecy that God had to take care of, so to speak, right? So let's look at what happened to cause those things. In 70 AD, the temple was destroyed, and between that event and the Bar Kokhba rebellion in 135, which I talked about last week, the majority of Jews fled Israel and made homes in surrounding countries. As of the beginning of the 1900s, though, Jews were literally in all the countries of the world. So that's part of what God said, that they would have to come from all the nations, from the four corners of the earth, right? Secondly, because of these two events, most believing Jews assimilated into Christianity or went back into traditional Judaism. So we lost in the first century to the second and through on, we lost Messianic Judaism. In other words, Jews who were believers were either became Christian or Jews weren't believers, and they went back to their Judaism. Miraculously, Jewish people remained Jewish even being in foreign lands. They might have assimilated to some extent culturally, culturally, but not ethnically or religiously. I believe that was possible because they kept the Shabbat, the Sabbath, and the holy days of Leviticus 23, which set them apart, even though they did not keep the Hebrew language alive. Can you imagine that? Do you realize that the Hebrew language had to be reconstructed in the 21st century? because the only people who knew it were the Orthodox rabbis, very few other people. It was almost a dead language. The control of Jerusalem became strictly through people who were not Jewish, whether it was the Turks or the Christians or different groups. And except for Jerusalem, people didn't live in Israel because of the difficult climate. So during this time, mostly nomads lived in Israel and some Jews. 
in the late 1800s, there began what is called the first Aliyah, which was a description of Jewish people, especially from Russia, starting to move to Israel. And even talking about restoring Israel as a nation. As Great Britain gained control of Israel through the Turkish people at the end of World War I, through Lord Balfour, they were promised a homeland in Israel. Though they got a much smaller piece of land than promised, in 1948, they became a nation. But they still didn't have full control of Jerusalem. So in order for this prophecy to happen, they would have to have all control of all of Jerusalem. But that happened in 1967, after the miraculous Six-Day War. Imagine, after only six days of grueling fighting, Israel defeated all three Arab armies along three separate fronts, taking control of the entire Sinai Desert from Egypt, the Golan Heights from Syria, and the West Bank, including East Jerusalem and its old city from Jordan. Now the fulfillment of the prophecy was beginning to unfold because Jerusalem was back in Jewish hands. God had to begin waking up the Jewish remnant, right? And that's what happened right around the time that Jerusalem came into Jewish hands, the late 60s and the early 70s, many Jewish people supernaturally, for no seemingly reason, started coming to know Yeshua in the greatest numbers since the first century. That's when I supernaturally accepted the Lord. I mean, you know, I can tell my testimony in about 30 seconds. I was 18 years old. I went in to see the movie that was playing in town called The Greatest Story Ever Told, which was about Yeshua. It was the gospel, right? And I walked out a believer. That's it. No bells, no whistles. I went to my parents. I told them I believed. They thought I was crazy. They said, I'll get over it. I'm a teenager. And I never looked back. God had done a work using that film. I don't understand it, but that's what happened. And lots of other crazy occurrences like that happened to Jewish people during that time. And just a few years later, around 1975, Messianic Judaism was officially titled and reborn. God's word birthed Messianic Judaism, even though it wasn't called that in the first century. And now God's word rebirthed it in the 20th century and going into the 21st. So there is even supporting scripture for this prophecy, which in itself was a prophecy, which is always nice because you don't want to uh, just look at one scripture and say something happened and, and, and is from God. You want to get a, a, a group of scriptures that, that help each other in terms of giving you an explanation. And, and so if you look at Isaiah eleven ten through 12, it says it will also come about in that day that the root of Jesse will stand as a banner for the peoples. The nations will seek for him and his resting place will be glorious. Now, here we go. 
it will also come about in that day that my Lord will again redeem a second time with his hand the remnant of his people. And I'll skip down. He will lift up a banner for the nations and assemble the dispersed of Israel and gathered gather the scattered of Judah from the four corners of the earth. So what are the two things? That this will happen a second time and that it will be from the four corners of the earth. Well, a return of the dispersed of Israel was prophesied and a second time. Now, the first time would have been Babylon. In other words, they were captured, they were taken to Babylon, and 70 years later, they returned. So that would be the first time that they came back from being uh, set uh, out of Israel. Okay, and that's written by Isaiah approximately 100 years before the Jewish people even went to Babylon the first time. And so the second return actually came 2,000 years later. Actually, more than 2,000 years later. Is that amazing? That they were gathered from the four corners of the earth, and now it's a literal four corners of the earth in the sense that in every nation, whether it's Japan, China, you name it, there are Jewish people. And they were coming from all areas to come back to Israel in 1948 and, and continuing through 67 and continuing through today. Oftentimes, you know, we dis- get discouraged because God hasn't answered our prayer that minute, right? Uh, we haven't been healed or we didn't receive a job we were praying for or however. We have to try and take our eyes off ourselves and look at the bigger picture. God is amazing. So understand that this prophecy took over I mean, it was given 700 years before Yeshua, so if you add it all up, it was almost 2,700 years before this prophecy was fulfilled. Is that amazing? Does that excite you? Is that encouraging? And with Messianic congregations in just about every country in the world, and with a strong Messianic presence in Israel, with a credible presence in the United States, we're poised to see God do something amazing in the Messianic movement. It hasn't happened yet. Well, some things have happened, and maybe we'll discuss those as the weeks go by. But the current Messianic movement is tied to the restoration of Israel. And and consider that this scripture, as it was written to the Jewish people in Jeremiah 23, 1 through 8, Woe to the shepherds! who are destroying and scattering the sheep of my pasture. It's a declaration of Adonai. Therefore, thus says Adonai, the God of Israel, about the shepherds who feed my people. You have scattered my flock, driven them away, and have not taken care of them. I will soon visit on on you the evil of your deeds. It is a declaration of Adonai. And... I really believe that God was speaking to the the Jewish leaders. 
and uh, of the time of Yeshua, prophetically. And then, in a sense, the third verse is a second part of the prophecy for 2,000 years later. I will gather the remnant, this is verse 3, of my flock out of all the countries where I have driven them and will bring them back to their folds and they will be fruitful and multiply. I will raise up shepherds over them who will feed them. They will no longer be afraid or dismayed, nor will any be missing. It is a declaration of Adonai, and I believe this is a description of the Messianic leaders coming to Israel, the good shepherds who are feeding the people of God, the people who are becoming less afraid to acknowledge Yeshua, the righteous branch. And, and so it's exciting. In verse 5, it says, Behold, days are coming. It's a declaration of Adonai when I will raise up for David a righteous branch, and he will reign as a king wisely and execute justice and righteousness in the land. In his days, Judah will be saved, and Israel will dwell in safety. And this is the name by which he will be called Adonai, our righteousness talking about Yeshua and when he returns. Therefore, behold, days are coming, says Adonai, when they will no longer say, as Adonai lives, who brought up the children of Israel out of the land of Egypt. Rather, as Adonai lives, who brought up and led the offspring of the house of Israel out of the north country and from all the lands where he had banished them, so they will dwell in their own soil. This is happening. This we're not talking about just the Passover from coming out of Egypt during Passover, but the formation of Israel from the four corners of the earth and especially Russia in the north is prophetic. Approximately 1 million Jews came out of Russia to go to Israel. That's miraculous. Do you see it? Oh, there's so much more. I mean, in Ezekiel 28, 25, and 26, it says, Then thus says Adonai Elohim, When I have gathered the house of Israel from the people among whom they are scattered, and show my holiness through them in the eyes of the nations, then they will live in their own land, which I gave to my servant Jacob. They will live safely there, and they will build houses and plant vineyards. They will live securely when I have executed judgments on all those around them that treated them with contempt. So they will know that I am Adonai their God. Look, I believe that God will show his holiness through the messianic Jews in Israel and to the entire world, both Jews and Gentiles. And we're helping those in Israel prepare. Most of Israel's Messianic leadership comes from the United States. Most of the financial support for Messianic Judaism in Israel comes from the United States. We're involved with God's prophetic purposes that will be happening even very, very soon.
Well, that's all I have time for today, but I hope you'll come back next week because there's so much more to talk about, so many more scriptures, so much more prophecy that God has given us, so much more encouragement. So if you'd like to receive the devotional that I had talked about from the holy days about the R's, call Karen at 813-831-5673. Just ask her for the R's or the devotional. Either way is fine. And this is a great time time to invite uh, us to come to your church and speak on various subjects, whether it's Jews, Messianic Jews, Christians involved in 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 Leviticus twenty three Holy Days, whatever we about Israel, we can talk about so much. And please come visit us. Look at our website shereshdavid.org. We love visitors. Come and bring your Jewish friends. And let us close in prayer. Father, I just pray that people will be excited to see how you are working in these days. And I pray that each person who's listening will grow in their desire to have a heart like the heart of Messiah. And I pray for this in the name of Yeshua. Amen and amen. You are Messiah, Yeshua Mashiach. Lion of Judah, the God of Israel. Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.